Normally this time of the week we do a program called Extra Time where we choose a topic and we analyze it, discuss it, go into depth. And we're not going to do that this week. I wanted to talk about something else and this video will be on general release on our social media channels. Uh, I want to talk about a, a hearing that took place today at Westminster Magistrates Court in London. This was a case hearing for WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. And today, Assange's legal team requested an extension, more time to be given uh, in the run-up to Julian's U.S. extradition hearing. And the judge flatly denied this request. I don't see exactly what the reason given was. Uh, on the other hand, the defense had many good reasons to request an extension. While Julian Assange has been incarcerated in Belmarsh Prison, he's been denied access to the basic tools to prepare his own defense. He has had restricted access to his own legal team and vice versa. He has not had access to his own writings, all of these things which are absolutely paramount to prepare for a defense of what quite clearly could be one of the most important legal precedent cases, certainly in the 21st century, maybe potentially in the history of press and media globally. That's no exaggeration, because what's at stake is the United States government is attempting to exert universal jurisdiction over a non-U.S. citizen and a non-U.S. publishing outlet, WikiLeaks, for what? For releasing classified information to the public about war crimes in Iraq, as well as a number of other other things. Now, this will be a first in history. So one would expect that in his defense that he will have ample time to prepare ample material, sufficient access to his defense team. But none of that's happened. And I'll uh, quote, this is from Julian Assange himself. He was asked by the judge, you understand what's going on today in this court, uh, in this hearing? He said, not really. I can't think properly. So he said, I don't understand how this is equitable. This superpower, is referring to the United States, has had 10 years to prepare for this case, and I can't access my writings. It's very difficult where I am to do anything, but these people, he's talking about the the U.S. who's prosecuting the case against him uh, have unlimited resources. This is true. But even with all their unlimited resources, they actually don't have a case really against Julian Assange. So desperate is the U.S. government to create a case that they've had to arrest and detain Chelsea Manning why? To 
coerce Manning to give up federal evidence and to incriminate Julian Assange. The same with Jeremy Hammond. So the U.S. government's fishing for a case. They don't actually have one. They're trying to mount a prosecution under the 1917 Espionage Act, an antiquated piece of legislation, World War I era legislation that in so many ways is hardly relevant to the 21st century. But make no mistake about it, Julian Assange is a journalist. His legal defense team, Mark Summers, said, I quote, this is part of an avowed war on whistleblowers, including investigative journalists and publishers. Julian Assange won many awards as a journalist before this. He was feted by the liberal intelligentsia. All the celebrities wanted to cozy up next to this award-winning journalist with this groundbreaking organization called WikiLeaks. And uh, then the public relations campaign, uh, the U.S. government smear campaign, uh, the collusion between the U.S., Britain, Sweden, and Ecuador to uh, isolate, demonize Assange. Of course, public opinion is uh, turned against him at that point. So there is a war on whistleblowers. There is a war on journalists and publishers. You have national security experts uh, marauding around social media, uh, accusing whistleblowers of being criminals openly and uh, shamelessly. So this is a bit of a lawless uh, atmosphere. And let's be clear about something. Uh, Julian Assange is not a cyber terrorist. He's not a threat to national security. Uh, what he is a threat to is an elite war machine. And this is a, a war machine that routinely lies its way to war. And wars which threaten the security of everybody at home and abroad. And I think it's important not to forget that. There's a movie out, it just came out, called Official Secrets. And this is the story of a British uh, Iraq War whistleblower, former GCHQ analyst Catherine Gunn. It's an excellent film. And uh, this whistleblower did the right thing, tried to stop an illegal war. And that's what all of these whistleblowers, from uh, Chelsea Manning to John Kiriakou and so many others, that's all they're trying to do, is to bring what quite clearly are crimes, uh, issues that are in the public interest, bring them to light. And if that means using the media or the press as the avenue to do that, to expose those crimes, to bring those issues into the public light, then so be it. More likely it's going to happen through the press than it is through official government whistleblower channels, especially uh, when the people you're blowing the whistle on control the institutions that you're meant to uh, be filing your official complaints through. There's a, another whistleblower in Serbia who's being detained right now. His name is Alexandra. Obradovich.
and he worked in a Serbian arms manufacturer, and he leaked corporate documents that showed corruption at the government level, and investigative journalists from Bulgaria, Diliana, Gaitanyeva, uh, took these documents that were sent to her by the whistleblower, reported on the story, and then also tracked these weapons to ISIS terrorists in Yemen. These are weapons procured by the U.S. Department of Defense. U.S. DOD contractors. Uh, there's various shipments with various end users in this network of weapons trafficking. But they have ended up in the hands of terrorists in Syria and Yemen. So this is a violation of U.S. law, European law, international law. And what happened? They've arrested the whistleblower. They've attacked the journalist. And this is in a country, Serbia. So in Western Europe, people think that they're above all of this, that uh, our societies, our governments are not that corrupt that we would be attacking and jailing whistleblowers and intimidating and attacking journalists. And what sort of democracies do we really have? We all need to ask ourselves that question. Thank you.